Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Dead. It's going down. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. You better move. You better move. You better dance. Yiggity. Let's make a night. Bitch, you you won't remember. I'll be the one. I'll be the one. You won't forget. Very much like scruffy pigs to look at. And they've got big knobbly warts and lumps all over their long hairy faces. They are very, very ugly. again and welcome to episode 108 of There's Still Time, the AFTN podcast. I'm Michael McCall. And I'm Steve Pander. And we're going to bring you a Portland pre-game show, a little look ahead as well to next week's Voyagers Cup game. And we're recording this at the Whitecaps training session at UBC on Thursday, two days before the Portland game. And there's nothing like a Cascadian derby, Steve, to get the juices going. Definitely, and uh, obviously this is the second meeting of the year already uh, between the two teams with the Vancouver coming out with that win where obviously Caleb Porter, as everybody can remember, claimed that they were the better team. And Robbo, of course, agreed as well. They were unlucky not to get anything out of that game, but it's it's a mark of champions when you can play poorly and still get the win, and that's what the Whitecaps did there. I mean, technically, it's the third meeting between the two, because they had the pre-season game down in Portland as well. Which the Caps won. Yeah, Caps always win in Portland these days. But, I mean, is there an element that these teams are too familiar with each other, and they're maybe going to cancel themselves out a little bit? Yeah, you're worried that it might be just just a stalemate, and people are just, nobody really takes the chances, or... But I, I have a feeling that Portland will come out and try to prove something because they, they were very upset about losing that game in, in BC Place a couple a few weeks ago. Oh, definitely. I mean, for me, this this is one of the landmark games for the Whitecaps this season. Not because it's Portland, not because it's a Cascadian derby, but like looking at the standings. Because just now, Whitecaps have played nine. They're on 16 points. Portland have played eight. They're on nine points. So a Portland win brings them within four points of Vancouver with a game in hand. The other thing as well, if you look at the Whitecaps record just now, it's five wins, three defeats. A defeat against Portland makes it five and four, and all of a sudden you're not looking at a fantastic start, you're just looking at a very average start. Yeah, exactly. And Even though we can't be too gloomy about it because of the fact that Vancouver is on top of the table right now of MLS, but everybody else is having that average start as well. Nobody's really taking, hand and taking you know, hold of the... the standing we thought FC Dallas was about to but they they kind of came back to earth uh so it'll be interesting to see how this game plays out obviously everybody looks at the 10 game mark and sees wants to see progress and see exactly where the team is I mean it's it's MLS parity man that's that's what they want they want all the teams pretty even and that's what it would be but a Whitecaps win would just give them such a big boost It, it gets them back on track I mean they've bounced back well after the defeats that they've had this season the defeat to, to DC, there was like special circumstances, I guess you could say, with the Laba sending off. They played well with the 10 men. It's going to be tough down there. As you say, Portland are going to be really up for it. 
Caleb Porter's already said he's expecting it to be a battle, but then he's, he's always expecting everything to be a battle. That's why he carries so many tissues so he can clean himself up. After. Yeah, great question at training on Tuesday. Um, Har, our, our good friend Harjit Jahal had asked Carol if he was going to bring a, a box of tissues down to, to Carol. And yeah. Carol just smiled and, and didn't want to get drawn into that, but that fantastic question. But it is going to be a bit of a battle. Let's hear a little bit now from both coaches. So we're going to hear first from Whitecaps coach Carol Robinson, and then we'll hear a little bit from Portland's Caleb Porter. What, what, what is your key to winning on Saturday? Is it going to be one in the midfield? Is it going to be like running at, at the defence? It's it's probably, you know, games are won and lost in final thirds. Both sets of players are, are good, good players. You know, we know what they're about. They know what we're about. You know, it's nothing new to either of us. You know, whether they'll go four four two or or four two three one, which they flip flop between, and whether we'll go four two three one or we'll go our diamond shape. You know, that'll be down to me and obviously Kayla. But once they cross the line, you know, if you connect your final passes in the final third and take your chances, that'll be the team that wins the game. Hopefully, we know we get chances. So. You know, I'm confident in my group to be able to take them chances. Uh, obviously, Caleb will feel the same that you know they they got they had four or five clear decent chances against Seattle and didn't take one. Seattle had three or four against them and, and took one, uh, a, a bit of a soft goal, but that was a difference in the game. And it's going to be the same again on Saturday. It's going to be very tight. Um, there's not much to choose, even though you know the standings tell you different at the moment. Uh, you know, I don't get fooled by that. They're a t- they're a good team, top team, top players, and. Um, it, it's still early stages. So, well, I think it gives us obviously um, some confidence and belief, knowing that we can play well against Vancouver. We've had some great games with them. They're they're a really good team. They're having a great year. They're obviously very high in the table right now. Um, you know, they're they're coming off a loss. We're coming off off a loss. So both teams will be really hungry. They've been good on the road. Um, you know, and uh, it's going to be a heck of a game, no doubt about it. Um, both teams. Uh, uh, are talented. Both teams, um, you know, will be organized, and because of the rivalry, uh, it'll be for sure a uh, a battle. Teams in this league, over time, there's, you know, what you see in the game is trained behavior, and uh, it's based on the the coach's vision of of his preparation and how he's putting his teams out. So you start to see clear trends. So with Carl, I mean, you start to see now over a couple of years, just like he starts to see with me, a little bit how I play and I see how they play and. You know, so I think ultimately it's not good or bad. It just helps in your preparation because things are a little bit more clear. There's always wrinkles that, that get added in as well. Sometimes to start the game, sometimes during the game, and you got to be prepared for those. But I think for the most part, you know, I know what they're going to do, and they know what we're going to do. And it's about execution. That's the key, executing. So that was both coaches there. Setting up a, what's going to be an exciting Portland game, hopefully. And I mean, the the Portland Seattle game last weekend, it was one of the the most boring Cascadia Cup games I think I've ever seen. It yeah, was... nothing really, nothing compared to what I I could, the day before. I was thinking, I think I would told you too. I thought I thought we were going to have sending offs and. Yeah, I mean, you're always disappointed when there isn't any sending offs. Uh, hopefully, there'll but be there no white no, caps sending there, offs. But, but there were no fireworks. There seemed no. to be very little energy in that match. It was very weird. Well, Portland are, are missing a, a number of guys, yeah. key, key guys for them. I mean, if you look at how they're doing so far, their leading scorer is Fernando Addy. He's got three goals. Darlington Nagby, he's got two assists. Apart from that, no one's really catching fire. They're, they're missing Diego Valeri. Now, Valeri was in the game day 18 against Seattle. 
But Caleb Porter did an interview on Timber's own website this week and he said that basically he was included in the 18, but they knew he was never going to play. But they just wanted him to get back into the group, back into the swing of things. He's not sure if he's going to play any minutes this weekend either. It's going to see how he goes in training. I mean, I would say it's 95% certain he's not going to start. Yeah. Could be on the bench. He's a dangerous guy to have on the bench. But they're, they're definitely they're missing his goals. They're missing his production. The the one concern I would have if I was Porter about this putting um, Valeri on this early is that it is always a physical matchup between the Whitecaps and the and the Timbers. I know it's a Cascadia game, but do you really want to risk the whole season? Uh, bringing him into this kind of game. He was just recovered um, and they put him on the bench because they just wanted him to get back in and also because he's a leader. But when you're missing a DP, no matter who the DP is, it's a big loss. But when it's a guy like Valeri, it is a big loss for them. And I mean, their midfield is weak. They are... But they they actually took over against Vancouver. We call it weak, but they actually did a decent job because they are missing Zemanski as well, who was supposed to be uh, Will Johnson's replacement. But what do you think about, like, Valeria? Do you think he comes on um, against a physical team like this? I think he'll come on as a late sub. I don't think he'll start. I think he'll come on as a late sub. Depending on the situation. Yeah, if the Timbers are needing him. If it's a draw or they're winning, it's like they're not going to risk him. So, I mean, that's what, what we're thinking about Valeri. Let's hear a little bit from Kyle Robinson at training on Thursday with whether he thinks Valeri's going to play and what we mean to Portland if he does get some minutes. Caleb has a big decision to make with Valeri and he's, he's, he was involved in the game against Seattle and, you know, I think it's great that he's back. I, you want your top players in the league, even if they're not on your team, to be to be playing. Supporters pay their hard-earned money to watch the best players and he's arguably the best player. So I'm delighted he's back. Um, you know, he's, he went through a horrific injury, but he showed courage and, and patience, and he's got himself back. So, we've got to deal with him. We've, you know, we've dealt with good players in the league prior to this game, and if he's back, you know, good for them. Obviously, we've got to deal with him. But you know, I don't want to see good players out of this league because, you know, I want to win as a manager, but not that way. Will Johnson, he, he's not going to play as far as I'm concerned. But Caleb's still keeping his options open there. Um, Porter said in that same interview that he's going to see how he trains this week in training. Be very surprised if they want to risk, as you say, a guy coming back after such a serious injury in what is definitely going to be a physical game. The midfield is definitely uh, an area that the Whitecaps can exploit. There's also the goalkeeper as well, Adam Karazi. Oh, he had a horror for that goal. Uh, Basically threw the ball in his own net, although Dempsey... Tapped it in on the line. But I know, but he seems to be like it's, he's, not, he's not very solid goalkeeper. From no, what I, I mean it was all discussions very before. Much, yeah. um, it was something that a few folk have gone on about. And I mean, Porter thinks he's a strong keeper. Robo thinks he's a strong keeper. Marius, when he was asked, kind of like off camera, he, he has his, his doubts about him. So yeah. I mean, Marius is going to be studying that guy, and he's going to be telling the Whitecaps what his weaknesses are and how to exploit that. And you kind of have to really hope that that they're going to do that. Yeah. But enough about talking about Portland. Let's let's have a look at the Whitecaps. So we, we alluded to some of this when we did our, our podcast earlier the week after the DC and Sounders 2 games. One of the big decisions for the, the Whitecaps is at the centre-back role. It's a kind of centre-back conundrum. It's hard not to see Ka playing for two reasons. One, he's experienced and you need experience in a game like this. And two, he's an ex-Timber, so he's going to be really, really up for this game. But his form has been 
patchy yeah, if, if I want to be it, nice about it. There was there, there's there's always been a few uh, like a minor moments here and there during the season, but it all came to a head against DC United. There were too many mistakes, and you can say that maybe he didn't get burned on those mistakes, but it still opened up the team for a lot of chances against. And if it was up to me, if it was if I'm in this situation, I would go to either Christian Dean or, or Tim Parker at this point. I, I, but, I mean, really... would you really want to throw one of those guys in at such a, a, a crucial game, basically? Yeah, but if, if you base it on the uh, the way Cos playing, yes, I would. Because I, I, I'm sure he'll be up for the game, but it, will he be able to perform? And I, he'll probably prove me wrong, and uh, I'll probably get a, a stare down from him later on. But I would go with the young, one of the younger guys. Because they, they, look, Dean, we're talking about Dean not, not putting in pressure moments. He went up against Mexico. Uh, recently in the U23s, so and that's something big. Well. And so th- that's something, uh, that's a big game. And so he's shown that he can play in these big games. So I would go with it. I, I would I would, I would, free Dean and, and put him in the lineup. Get a hashtag going for that. Yeah, should be. So talking about Ka, talking about stare downs, let's hear a little bit of audio from training on Tuesday now. A little bit of this made the official Whitecaps video uh, on their site, but the bulk of it, as you'll probably hear why, was cut out. So Gary Kingston... From the Vancouver Sun. Our favourite reporter. Versus Pamaduka. It's a battle that if it was in a boxing ring, you don't expect Gary to win. And it was a battle of words that... Well, I'll let you hear from yourself if you if you thought that Gary won that or if Ka kind of came out. So here's Pamaduka. Let's talk about you then for a minute. Um, you know, um, you've done some really good things on the field. Some nice long passes. We've all noticed that uh, you've made a few turnovers uh, uh, over the course of this season, uh, how do you feel about your game at this point? This is normal. I play the way I play. Everybody makes mistakes. Even the best players, they make mistakes. So that's the way the game is. Some you make good passes, some you don't make good passes. But I will just keep on doing what I do. You feel like there's something you can do to cut down on, on turnovers? I'm just going to play like Pamuduka always been played. There's nothing changed. I don't want to belabor the point. I just, I'm just trying to understand how some of your errors happen. I know, like you say, that everybody makes mistakes. But my friend, mistakes. it's like football. It's just like when you work in a journalist. Sometimes you write something that is not right. So what can I do with it? Yeah. I've been, I've been playing like this for 18 years. What can I do? You want me to be perfect like Messi? I'm not Messi. No. So I cannot be like Messi. So what do you expect from me then? Well, one of the things that Carl has said is that sometimes you, you, you take too long on the ball. That, that, that you need to move the ball quicker. Yes. Yeah. So, so I work on it, so what else do you want me to do with it? Do, do, does it bother you when, when no, it doesn't happen, bother me. When because turnovers happen? It, why? This is football. Mm-hmm. Everybody plays football. It's just like as your job. If you don't like things right, your boss come and ask you, but it doesn't mean that you want to do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Do I play to make mistakes? Do you go to work to make mistakes? No. no. Okay, so yeah. that's the do part you, of the job. Yeah. Do you need to move the ball quicker when you when, when you're when in you some cases? The, the in some cases, yes. Yeah. But what is it? Is it is it about my mistakes or what? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know? Mm-hmm. Do you want to know about the, the white caps or do you want to know about only Pamuduka? Well, it's just the mistakes have been so noticeable at times. You know, there seems to be one bad one every game, and, and uh, people are noticing. Okay, so what? I don't care about the people. I care what my teammates and my mm-hmm. and my coaches feel about me. Mm-hmm. So what do you want me to do? Do you see Messi play a perfect game? Yeah. Do you no. see Cristiano play a perfect game? Yeah. Do you see Sergio Ramos play a perfect game? So we're humans. Yeah. And you and you are doomed to make human errors. 
whether it's in soccer or in life in general. So that was Gary Kingston uh, upsetting another defender this year. Um, obviously, it's uh, I think it started off with Harvey, and then he moved on to Waston. Well, he, he didn't take that thousand dollar bet, no, which I but, bet he's well, really glad I, about. I don't think I don't think Waston was overly upset about it, but I think he did challenge Gary a little bit on that on his question, and then obviously now Ka. And so we're just waiting for Betashore to get back to training so we can, we can see what he says about him. Yeah, and, and talking to Stephen Betashore, uh, he, he injured his bum. He pulled yeah. a bum muscle at Glute, training on Tuesday. Glutinous maximus, yeah. which I think just means big ass, yeah. which also I think in Latin is Caleb Porter. Oh. But uh, Betashore has gone for tests on Thursday. The Whitecaps are not going to know whether he's going to be good to go at the weekend until they, they get those results back. But what Robbo said at training was, uh, if Betashir is good to go, he will play on Saturday. Yeah. But if not, he, he's got no concerns because he's got other players that, that can slide in there. And you have to think the first choice guy that's maybe going to take that right back position if Betashir isn't good to go is going to be Ethan Sampson. Ethan Sampson, who has played in Portland before um, in the preseason. Uh, so let, let's, let's, why don't we just, now that we're talking about it, let's just talk about the lineup itself. Obviously, we've got a goalkeeper, no issues there. It's going to be Elstead. There's nobody else going to be there in that spot. Um, the back line. First of all, let's go left side. You got Sam Adekubi, Jordan Harvey. Sam's on four yellows. Obviously, if he just gets one yellow, he won't be suspended. He'll be suspended for the next game, so that doesn't really affect it. But do you think you go with the veteran in Jordan Harvey if you got if you have to go with Ethan Sampson on the other side? I, I think for sure. I, I, I think this is going to be... I mean, ha- Harvey seems to raise his game when he's playing Portland. He's done really well down there, got some goals... He's always played a solid game. He was in the you know, scrum too, so that maybe is some kind of indication yeah. that maybe he is a chance to And Robbo said on Tuesday that he's just itching to get back into the team. Yeah. But I think Robbo as well is going to have one eye on Wednesday's Voyager's Cup game. Which would and be he, Sam, yeah, yeah, he's going to want to play a lot of Canadians in that, so you're going to look at Sam playing on Wednesday. Because he also did say on Tuesday that whoever plays on Saturday, you're unlikely to see them play on Wednesday. Well, At least start even, anyway. Maybe not even on the bench, especially. Um, and then obviously the central backs, we talked about that a little earlier. Waston's a, a given. I would go with somebody else, but I, I think the, we're probably in agreement that Robo is going to go with Ka. I think Ka's definitely going to start this. The problem that Robo has is he wants to have someone that's like comfortable and experienced and has got a good rapport back there with Waston. So Rodriguez is the other guy that you would think about as possibly being the, the guy to go. But Diego was working hard to try and be fit for Saturday. Had a setback on Tuesday at training. Left the field very distraught. He was in floods of tears, which just kind of shows you what trying to get in this team means to him. It means so much to him. Carroll described it as a minor setback, but the way things are looking and the way that he was and he hasn't been at training all on Thursday... I just think it's put Diego back another few weeks. So, I mean, who knows when we're going to see him back in the lineup? But Parker and Dean, they've played well for USL. I just don't think this is the game, especially if you're having to maybe go with Samson at right back. This is not a game to, to throw those guys in. Okay, so then we go to the midfield. Obviously, we have Laba. Um, he's suspended for this match. 
Kofi and Tybert yeah, would likely be because, like, like you, the same thing with Dean. Do you want to really put Debbie Flores in that situation where he's playing his first game, you know, in Portland? Well, although he is probably used to it playing in Honduras and playing in those kind of environments as well. True, but again, it's a, it's a lot to pitch a guy into. I think we'll, we'll definitely see Tybert. I'm expecting it to be Kofi as well. Yeah, it's another aggressive nature. I mean, you're, you're going to have some aggressive players in there. You're going to have Kendall that's aggressive, Carlett can be aggressive, Kofi that can be aggressive. Tybert. Tybert can be sometimes. Oh, I e- think e- Ethan he, Samson he, he, very aggressive. Tybert's very nippy at people's heels and stuff like that and ankles whenever he's around them. So yeah, I mean, he, yeah. he's not he's not a tackler like a, a, a tackler, but he can easily like put his foot in places. There, there, there's definitely a worry. I mean, the, the cards have been card magnets this year, so there's a worry that that's going to keep going. Attacking wise, I don't see any changes at all. Um, I don't, I, oh, sorry. Well, Morales has obviously come back in after serving his suspension. Yeah. But the other spots, um, you know, Rosales it seems okay to go. Yeah, he, he'll, he'll start on the right. And then Maddox, I, I don't see a reason why they take him. Yeah, they he, took him off because of the, the red card. Yeah, you but, can't, you uh, he, can't he, take he, him out. That he didn't lineup. play poorly at all. At all that. No. And obviously Rivero up front yeah. with Earnshaw on the bench set to come off after, after his his goal against. Uh, Sanders too on Sunday yeah. and yep to share as well some really exciting options on, on the bench to, yeah. to come on I remember last year where we could discuss a little bit last year that when we looked at the bench we were like who's going to come on to provide yeah. any, any, any jump and that, that was this... one of the games down in Portland like yeah. when you looked at the, the bench that they had I think in the September game there I'd ask Carol after the game you look at the, the Timbers bench and it was like stacked with game changers yeah. but the White Cats bench wasn't so not a lot of lineup decisions for, for Robinson to make for the Portland game but he is going to have one eye on Wednesday's game against Edmonton yeah. in the first round, I don't know, semi-final of the, the Voyagers Cup. Our first round match, Edmonton's obviously second game in the competition. So Edmonton beat Ottawa 6-2 in aggregate. As I mentioned earlier, Robbo said that the guys that you see starting on Saturday, you're not expecting them to feature on Wednesday. No. So the big question is, is he going to go with another really young, heavy Canadian lineup like he did last year? And who do you think we're, we're maybe going to see on Wednesday? I think it's going to be a similar uh, lineup to what you saw maybe against Sounders too. Um, maybe obviously with some changes up front. But I think uh, you're probably going to have, I, I think Tornagi or Carducci, one of those two will start. I think it'll be Carducci. I think that's maybe why Tornagi played against the Sounders. What, what I'm expecting to see is Dean and Parker as the yeah, centre-backs. I do. Added Cookby as the left back, maybe Jackson Farmer. That's what I was thinking. Um, that, as the if, right if back. Samson has if to Samson start, has to yeah, yeah. start on Saturday. If Samson doesn't have to start on Saturday, then we'll see Samson. Yeah. And then and then obviously the you know, if they stay with the same kind of formation. Well um, you have Ben McKendry in you got there. Debbie Flores and maybe McKendry. Oh yeah, Flores and McKendry as, and, as your two man defensive shield. And then your uh, guys behind there, you maybe you put Mosquita. Um, I think he would probably start because yep. Bustos is not ready to yep. go. Yeah, Mesquita probably the number ten role. You'll yep. have Keons probably playing right wing. Manny left. Well, maybe wing. Keons plays instead of McKendry at a holding spot too. Yeah, and then that. so we're just as you can tell we're, we didn't do any preparation for this. Uh, <laughs> just throwing out names and then um, up front Caleb Clark, Caleb Clark or Earnshaw. One of oh, those two. actually no, Earnshaw. Earnshaw would definitely be a, a good bet. And then because we want to win this, that's yeah. that's the thing. And then the wingers, you got uh, Tchera, uh Mane, possibly. So one of those two. If Froze doesn't start as a holding, then those two. Uh, I mean, sorry, if he does start as holding, then one of those two guys could start on the wings. Not so, sure and, you'd want to have Tchera though playing on that crappy pitch for for fear of any injuries. Oh well, he's gonna be he's gonna be playing on a crappy pitch in BC Place too. So the, what's the difference there? 
So, I mean, there's a lot for Robbo to, to take in mind. A lot of games coming up in this next couple of week period, two games a week, everything like that. But as you said before, that he schedules the stuff uh, oh, weeks yeah. in advance. And he's, about he's very that. happy with, with the squad that he's got. He's got yeah. confidence in the guys. But with the Edmonton game, and the, the reason we're talking about the Edmonton game just now is we're not planning on doing a post-game podcast after the Portland game. So we'll probably do uh, another Whitecaps one later next week, which will cover a post-game for Edmonton, a post-game for Portland. We are going to have a special Canadian women's team podcast coming out on Sunday, though, so watch for that. Part one. Part one. So much audio that we're doing two special women's podcasts, so we're spoiling you here. So the Whitecaps are definitely going to want to, to... try and get the job done in Edmonton so they can relax a little bit in the second leg and I think they're going to go for it and I think they will play a young team but I think it should be enough to, to take care of the game maybe a two goal victory against Edmonton maybe 3-1 let, let a goal in keep it a little bit interesting but I, I don't think Edmonton's going to pose that big a problem well you never know if the guys are take it take it the way you're taking it they, they could let down and yeah, maybe there is a chance that they because they're uh, their Edmonton is a veteran team, more veteran than probably some of the younger teams they play. So if they go with a young lineup, and we've seen what they, the young lineups have done against USL, you can't take anything for granted against that. So hopefully they just take them seriously and not uh, not undercut them. So that's enough about the the two games that's coming up. We're nearly at the end of this podcast. We're going to keep this uh, just a short and snappy, brief podcast this week. But before we go. We have to bring you what is one of our favourite pieces in the podcast. It's time for Carl Robinson's Big Question. Questions and answers, honesty lies. Yes, no you can't, but you can if you know why. So Carl, let's just set the scene. You're, we're having afternoon tea. Okay. You've got your little cucumber sandwiches. White, white or brown? Uh, I like white, but okay. you can have what you want. Brown. I'm treating you. Okay. So you've got scone there. Yep. Would you have a scone with jam and cream? Yeah. Just with jam or just a plain scone? Jam and cream. And what would be your jam of choice? Robinson's. Flavor? Strawberry. Strawberry? Robinson's strawberry. Oh, you like that one, yeah. do you? <laughs> I missed that at first, but yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. No worries. What's your favourite jam? Traffic jam. What's wrong with raspberry? What's wrong with plum? How's about a blob of elderberry on a scone? What's your favourite jam? So, Robbo there, keen jam fan. I personally like strawberry rhubarb. I don't know about you, Steve. I mean, what's your favourite jam? I, I think I, I, I think I like a strawberry. It's probably one of the... But overall, if I didn't have to pick a jam, I'd probably pick orange marmalade. Well, we're, we're also going to hear um, a lot more jam questions in the podcast to come. Yeah. Because we ask the hard-hitting questions here at AFTN. What's your jam? Man. But that is it for this episode of the podcast. So before we go, quick prediction for you, Steve. What do you think is going to be the result down at Piggy Park on Saturday night? Portland Caps, who's going to come out top? I have it as a 2-2 draw. I think I have it as a 1-1 draw. I just have this horrible feeling in my gut, though, that Portland's going to come away with maybe a 2-1 victory. So you're just basically betting two, on two, two fronts? Yeah, I'll, I'll just get both answers, and then I'll edit it out in the once it's up and make me look really intelligent. 
But anyway, that is it for this this episode of the podcast. So before we go, Steve, just let everyone know where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at WhitecapsBeat. And I'm Michael McCall. You can find me on Twitter at AFTN Canada. Follow all our stuff online, AFTN.ca. Most of the Whitecaps beat reporter for MLSsoccer.com, so watch for all my Whitecaps coverage on there. But until next time, as always, thanks for listening, take care, and more the Caps. When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon, friendly reception, interference, cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it? You know, legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half-time, pipe for dad, mum's at home making the tea. Ah, oh, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm?